You are listening to a CJTR podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. Spoiler alerts are in full effect, like this one. Silent Bob, on a very rare occasion, will speak. <gasps> That's right. That's right, because the Jay and Silent Bob reboot was just recently released. We decided to tackle the Kevin Smith universe, but I simply cannot do it alone. I'm also joined by the chronic Sonia Stanger and blunt man himself, Jeremy Leguie. Hi guys! Wham wham wham! Hey, it's good to see you after our big spooky month. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. I was scared for that, all of October to hear that theme song back in its former glory. Yeah, oh, so crisp, so not haunting. Not yeah. haunting. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys? Um, <laughs> we're talking Kevin Smith films. We are. <laughs> um. What characteristic must a Kevin Smith film demonstrate? What has he got in there? I think number one, uh, 60% of the movie has to be dialogue. Mm. Um, There's a lot of dialogue. And you could probably even just cut to black for some of it and save some film and just have the sand pour over because people will get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's, that's number one. Some of the dialogue I was... It's all like a bit faux philosophical... Mm-hmm. Bro debates. <laughs> Stoner deep, I call it. Stoner deep is right. <laughs> and, you know, I feel that as a, as a part-time stoner dabbler. myself, oh. as, a dabbler, as a dabbler, I feel I can say that for my community. And also as someone who, like, used to think Kevin Smith movies were super deep. I'm a supporter, yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. they are deep. But yeah, I think they are. But the... Over-explains. Mm-hmm. And the sort of, like... Yeah, just like the young man expounding on the ridiculousness of the universe in a deep and also sarcastic way. Yeah, yes. just like, hey, have you guys ever thought that religion's like not all <laughs> it's cracked up to be? <laughs> and we're like, please, Kevin, tell us more. Tell me, Kev. <laughs> and then away he goes. Tell me, Kev, via Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon talking a nun out of her life's mission <laughs> in a in an airport. You know, it happens every day, you guys. Magic happens every day. Yeah. Miracles happen every day. Have mm -hmm. you guys truly never had a, a random encounter with a nun? Literally never. Um, I saw one driving down the street. I've had more than one nun try and convert me in my life. Really? Because you are a lady? Yeah, because they meet me and they're like, this girl needs our help. <laughs> That's what they're like. Like, actually? <laughs> or they <laughs> like, sing an immune system? Like, like they don't say that, but they're like... Like, are you just so... shopping, and then they grab so... your cart, and they're like, put this cowl on. <laughs> cowl. So, like, one time, I will say this is on me, because I was at a Catholic <laughs> girls' school. Okay. <laughs> I, in Quebec, I went there for three months, and so I had regular <laughs> contact. So I was like, I was in their house, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but the second time, I was on a train in France, just minding my own business. So that one... The nun really came. Well, maybe this is more of a European thing. Like eh. Maybe if I was over there, priests would be like, "Join up! It's a great, uh, <laughs> you know, join the join the movement." I don't know. Priests don't seem. It seems like nuns are a little more boots on the ground. Yeah, getting yeah. the recruits. Yeah, well, because priests can fly. That's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> they press uh, that little white button on their neck and wings fly That's out. what that's for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I um, speaking of, there's always a bit of tastelessness as per oh, our yeah, last conversation. <laughs> yeah, there's always something. He pushes uh, boundaries. He likes mm-hmm. to push boundaries. But then also, I don't know if this is just me, but his boundary pushing in the films that I watched, which I was telling you was Clerks 2 and... Um, Dogma. And Dogma. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen Mallrats in the past and seen Clerks far in the past i kind of mm. forget it but do you feel like pushing the boundaries don't or it seems dated mm-hmm. did you feel like things were dated yeah i had i sort of was like really thinking about this while i was watching i also watched clerks 2 and then i watched jay and silent bob strike back both of which i think i've seen before and like i've seen mall rats i've seen dogma um i've seen i think i've seen I don't know. Anyway, I've seen a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it is interesting because I can never quite decide. Like, obviously, it's commentary. So a lot of what he's doing is, I think, lampooning a certain kind of, like, really ignorant dude. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's a criticism of that, but also just a depiction of that. So it, like, walks that line. And it is, like, a lot of the stuff they say, obviously, like, Clerk Stew came out in 2006, and okay. it's very 2006. But, no, <laughs> this is the surprise for me, is I thought that Clerk Stew came out way before that while I was watching. Oh, yeah. Because there's, yeah. A, there's a Silence of the Lambs reference, mm-hmm. like... Uh, it all just seems like they're, they're just old, Sean. That's I, what that's what it is. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, and I think they're supposed to seem kind of outdated. Outdated, yeah. yeah in that right. movie, okay. like yeah. they're they feel irrelevant. Okay. And, and I think a part of it was like it was supposed to illustrate how stuck they still were. Yeah. So many years later, ten years later. 12, yeah, 12 like years, 11, 12 actual right. years later. Oh, but, yeah, from, the, yeah. from Clerks. But the characters had just remained in stasis, essentially, after having all these revelations, which is a very, like, another Kevin Smithism. Mm. But uh, I think, much in the same way guys like Adam Sandler sort of hit their niche and run with it, yeah. he has done a similar thing, and when he's broken format, it really hasn't worked, such as Cop Out or Red State, mm. where he wasn't writing or anything, and he just sort of was directing a thing somebody else produced but in films like chasing amy and stuff i i think he does call into question things like masculinity and all these different areas but he does it his own way and his later stuff just seems to get more goofy there was always goofy but now it's getting more goofy yeah like so neither of us none none of the three of us have seen the new film jay and silent bob the reboot. reboot um Jeremy, I know you like reboots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a huge fan. Well, I mean, but it's not a reboot. It's a, a joke about a reboot, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I feel like while saying that, mm-hmm. they would use a ton of the reference. Like, all of the jokes will be from the first. Film. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, that's getting. the thing is it's commentary on this stuff while also perpetuating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think but, if Zach and Miri make a porno, mm. and there's so much less of that, it's right? It's so good, honestly. Oh, I love, I that, love that film. Yeah, and it's super funny. And if you watched it, I don't know if you would know it's his, almost. I forgot it was his, yeah. actually. Um, but it, I don't know, It's it still has a lot of him in it, but maybe he just, you know, grew and tried to do something new, and it worked. And with Cop Out, he just needed some money, 
and he did that, and it didn't. But what is cop out? Cop out is uh, oh, what's his name? One well, one of them is Bruce Willis, and the other character is Tracy Morgan. Oh. And they play cops, and yeah. it's kind of terrible. And at one point, Tracy Morgan punches a kid in the in the wiener, I think. In the wiener, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's very funny. I feel like that was very Kevin Smith. Of yeah, <laughs> but way. when you watch the whole thing, like it just doesn't have his fingerprints on it the mm. same way other things do. More of a fist print. And uh, I think like, a, like on your wiener. <laughs> <laughs> You really latched on to, to that there. Well, I'm sorry. You can't just say you wiener just and not expect in here us and to not. I just, I just highlighted happen. the best joke of the whole kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you guys saw Red State. No, I've heard about it. I believe that was the actual remake, and that was terrible. It was just bad. Um, Is you, it about communism? Uh, no, sort about, of, yeah. Isn't it about, like, middle America? Oh, no. I'm thinking, of, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Anyway, Red State is a movie of his, though. Yes, it is. But and I, it's, I think about like the movie in my mind Republicans. Is not, yeah, it's oh, not the movie in here. America. But either way, hmm? documentary. No. <laughs> no, I think it's. A- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's just like a break. You know, it's his punch drunk love, and it didn't mm, work. Yeah, I'm going to compare him to Adam Sandler the whole show. Yeah, fair enough. Well, fair. they're they seem to be a little bit of peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys? Okay, here's a question. Did you think Clerks 2 was funny the first time you saw it? And did you think it was funny this time? Yes. To both? Yeah. I actually, this is the first time I've seen it. Okay. And I did not think it was, or like, I didn't laugh, laugh out loud. You didn't? No. But there was some parts that I enjoyed. I love a Wanda Sykes cameo. Yeah. Um, and who there's the character, the Elias character, I mm-hmm. also yes, really enjoyed. Yep. So much. I think I laughed at the same things for the reasons like it like it nostalgied me back to those same things that mm. I thought were funny. Uh it's certainly they are so much more sad today oh, than yes. they were. Like it's so it's, much it's worse. It's way sadder to watch oh, as, a, man. as a full adult. And like that one character who is the worst. Randall. Randall. Mm-hmm. He was tough to take, and I kind of knew, like, that he was going to be like sort of an abrasive, but like with a heart of gold type of yeah, character. Uh, heart of gold. But I was uh, like, this yeah. uh, this person actually is evil, or yeah. like, yeah, like he is a bad person. He's mm-hmm. very toxic. Yeah, like everything he touches is destroyed. Mm-hmm. I also found it very. I surprised myself in finding it very funny still, mm-hmm. despite all, all of the many, 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 many problems I had with it, obviously. Like, obvious caveat. It's yeah. problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but think to it's- me, it's like, that's the mark of something really funny if I'm like annoyed at it and mm-hmm. then still despite myself laughing very hard. But yeah. I think all those problems, even in that time, were sort of approached in I got at least an intelligent yes, way. Yes, I think where so. Where he, like, you know, I know I'm drawing this line and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, push, it's pushing those buttons and also uses it to have a character like Randall, like, it's so you can also, mm-hmm. like, see him yeah. in yeah. all his Yeah, like everyone else in the film also mm-hmm. knows that Randall right. is horrible. Right. And, you know, he's a product of his environment, which also isn't good. Another character in his films is always New Jersey. And yes. I don't know how he feels about that place at all, other than pretty bad yeah i would say not great (laughs) (laughs) however he keeps casting new jersey it's where he's from but i know i think he's got like a place in his heart for it and i think you know he's certainly tied to place and it always kind of comes up how it's not great Um, but i think that's again part of it speaking of casting Mm -hmm. kevin smith uh he has a bit of a a set of players if you will 
the, the, in his chessboard that he trots out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like when a filmmaker has an ensemble, like John Waters or like Tarantino, of like people they use in every film? Or do you find it annoying? What do you, what's your thoughts? I kind of feel both is kind of my answer. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I do... I think it's interesting how writers and directors will have, like, these people who they keep coming back to who they obviously... Like, they're not quite, like, muses, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sort of like that. But then at the same time, and (laughs) I was alluding to this earlier, but, like, I I don't really like Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I find Matt Matt Damon slightly overrated. And so I do think there's this thing where I'm like, I don't need these two. Like, I don't need these two to crop up and make a joke about how they're so famous and like like when i was watching jane but, Silent but at Bob that time they back, were famous i know but it just i it just to me i'm like okay that's like cheap that's how i felt um in dogma there was a scene where okay um, ben affleck has always kind of been the punchline as forever yeah. mm-hmm. right he well i mean geely right? he makes geely yeah. geely he makes crazy decisions. He has a horrible tattoo. He's like, <laughs> he's a wild person. And I've never even really found him that attractive. And then in Dogma, when he's like, he's very young, his face is astounding. Mm-hmm. He's, it's portless. <laughs> he's got the gleaming teeth. And the camera is just like focusing on him while he's talking to the main character. And I was like, I get Ben Affleck in this moment. <laughs> That's what did it. it. Well, but are we talking about attraction or are we talking about acting both are they one two he did not do Maybe. he didn't do a great performance then um matt damon did do a great performance i think well, it was that's, very funny that's what this is is that matt damon is a gifted actor and then ben affleck is matt damon's friend yes very true uh, and handsome but like let's be real no matt damon is definitely the far superior actor. but i don't know i think of like the town mm-hmm. and like ben affleck was great in that I think Ben Affleck is... Did is, he play the town? He did. Because <laughs> he was a... Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and any missteps around Batfleck, which... Uh, <laughs> right. Batfleck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did watch the Justice League recently, and it's not good. It's bad. But it's not terrible. And he's kind of the comic relief, which doesn't make any sense. He's Batman. Mm. But uh, I, I think he's just got some good ones and some bad ones. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And... You know, you're going to get the... It is funny to to think of Jason Lee as a muse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. Um, um, but to answer your question, Sean, by mm-hmm. the way, uh, I should. I think I obli- obligatory have to say he was the bomb in Phantoms. But uh, oh, pay- yeah. <laughs> pay- Paycheck 2003, Ben Affleck movie. Oh, have you guys seen this movie? Paycheck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is amazing. I'm not even... It is absolutely incredible. It's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. Um, Anyway, Jeremy Jeremy recommends Paycheck. I really like the the group of people doing stuff over again. Mm. Wes Anderson certainly does it best, yeah. and he you know he folds in the right talent at the right time to make something incredible every single time. Mm-hmm. But I really like the sort of Tarantino ish sort of like you know this person's got a bigger role this time. Mm. Here's what they're yeah. gonna do with it. Let's see what happens. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess it's handy to have people that can't just play themselves all the time, which is kind mm-hmm. of what all of Kevin Smith's music yes. do. Yeah, that's or true. Or just like, that's just you being you. 
and then just over and over. Or like a but, heightened version. And I also don't think it's a muse thing. I think it's the other way around. I think it's specifically like, how do I work Ben Affleck into this movie? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's that's honestly what he's okay. working toward. Yeah. Um, he's probably in this new one. He is. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I also read on the internet today that Clerks 3 is coming out. I knew that, yeah. I think next year? Oh, my God. It's going to be so sad. There's, it, yeah. They should just be homeless at this point. Yeah. Like, that's how it should start, but they still have each other. I hope that Rosario Dawson has moved on. Uh, she has. I can I can confirm. That's good. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I just had the thought of Rosario Dawson. She's in she's in the new movie. Hanging oh, out is she? Yes. Okay, well. Her also, okay, this is an aside, but that relationship in Clerks 2 between Dante and Rosario Dawson's character, I don't... It, she it, She's an irresponsible boss. It's so inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It's. I just want to be like, oh my god, you're all adults. Use your words. Really? Don't I just don't <sighs> make him do your nails at work, for God's sake. Yeah. But when he, you're working he at movies, to. yeah, movies is not a, not, not an okay space. I There's like all movies as a movies as a corporation is very funny. It's so <laughs> funny. And like when people just kept walking up and ordering different move orders. <laughs> yeah. It was very great. Yeah. <laughs> but I also love in Dogma. Where you like, because in Dogma, it's more of a Walt Disney mm. thing. It's and like, you guys worship the golden cat. It, yeah, like it is, <laughs> it is just insane. Oh, uh, that's uh, so true. It's his whole, like, I don't know, movies is just all of corporate America simply yeah. packaged for us in one laughable, lovely cow. <laughs> also, Elias is one of the best characters. Elias is very Oh, he's, it's insane. And I feel just so sad. Just trying to keep this I'm, place afloat. I just want to protect him. Like, I'm yeah. just like, no, don't hurt a lion. And the more you think about the literal and, well, literal and sort of structural climax of Clerks 2, mm. it just, like, on paper, this is the bad idea. Yet, when you watch it, there are things that really work well. <laughs> like, and, truly. And, like, I think, you know, some of it's like, oh, this is going to make you uncomfortable because we want you to make, we want to make you uncomfortable. And then yes. they, they do it. <laughs> Kelly must not have a mouth drill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And also that actor, I don't know his name and I should, but like he truly that's that's a piece of brilliant work, that film <laughs> on his part. Like he just the stuff he does with his face and the way he flips his little hair. Yeah, I love uh, him just like <gasps> flip. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, that hair. the whole Lord of the Rings situation. Okay, uh, that's something else that I was going to talk about, is that Kevin Smith is also an unabashed nerd mm-hmm. and manages to squeeze a lot in, of nerdery into his films. Do you like that, or is it distracting? What do you think? Um, Does it flavor his film? I, I enjoy it, but it, I could go without. You know, he doesn't need to pepper, pepper in all these references. Like, I know who Alfred is. Yeah, I'm Kevin Smith, you know. I would say, and I don't know if this is anachronistic of me to say this because maybe he didn't think this at first, but it feels a little pandery as well Mm -hmm. for like the two the type of bros who are gonna like come see his movies. Mm -hmm. It's like this is for them. But does is there an overlap? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I would like. Yeah, like when he gets like Stan Lee like to pop in and like. A film like mm-hmm. is that like will like nerd bros who love edgy humor? Mm-hmm. I feel like is such a market. You know what I mean? That we're appealing to. Yeah. Um. I think. It, <laughs> I think it was. I think 
like pre Clerks too, yes. Mm, yeah. And I think they're still doing it. Well, the pre Jane's Silent Bob Strike Back, yes. But um, I don't know. Everyone's kind of a nerd now. Like, yeah, that's like, true. like the whole sort of thing has broken because all of these things that are interesting made it into the mainstream culture, which mm-hmm. happens time and time again. Which we love. Yeah, and I can't wait for football to be like to you know, oh, the losers playing football, and then. You know, like the whole thing reverses itself. That'll happen in 25 years. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I feel like while pandery, I think that it's made to be pandery. Yeah. Like I, I think that we've talked about this on the show before. He's making these for himself mm-hmm. and different versions of himself. Mm-hmm. And that is like if he succeeds, that's he's just, he did it. Right. Yeah. He named his daughter Harley Quinn for that's God's a little sake. excessive. Did he? he did, yes, yeah. He did. Oh, like, but also, like, that's who you want to model your daughter after. He liked the thing, but like Harley Quinn, like, really, the yeah. one who's in love with the psychopath. Yeah, she's also a doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. there's that. She has women in STEM. <laughs> she's a woman in STEM. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't think she's in STEM. I, I she's, think she's well, she's an actress a now. Mm-hmm. Who are we talking about? Never mind. <laughs> which which one? The real one or the fake one? The, um, well, which one's the real one and which one's the fake one? His Mr. daughter is Mr. real. Mr. The Mr. fictional Donner. character is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And is the character a doctor or his daughter? The character. Yeah. Well, then she's a woman in STEM. Yeah. yeah okay. The daughter is an actress at this point, though. So she's not in STEM. She's yeah. not in STEM. No. <laughs> she might be in STEM. Thank you for tuning in to In STEM or Not In STEM. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, in or out of STEM? Oh, he's in. <laughs> he, he is he's in STEM. STEM. Um, you guys, yeah. The, is my name is Earl the TV show in the Kevin Smithiverse? No, I don't know why. Maybe because it has all of the same, yeah, like, just a few of the characters. Jason Lee? But then I looked. It's up, just one guy. <laughs> no, there's also um, Ethan Suplee, who is Earl's friend, and he uh, is in. He pops in on all these as well. Does he? He's like in Clerks Two. When um, oh, yeah. he was like trying to buy drugs from Jay and Silent Bob, and he's like, "These guys are Christian," and they're like, "Yeah, but mm-hmm. we still sell drugs." Oh, and you know what? He's in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and he's in Mallrats. He's As like a little kid. The... He is. Yeah, Ooh. he's like the same kid. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cute. And also, so I looked it up because I was like, there must be some I'm more of a reference. And um, apparently, in the show. Ethan Suplee wakes up from something and mutters poopy trim, um, which is a reference to something his character did in Mallrats. <laughs> and um, Earl and Randy refer to the convenience store as the quick stop, which was made famous so in then, Clerks. Mm-hmm. I guess that I think that answers the question. No, I, I don't. It's in the universe. I don't think so. I think I think Kevin Smith is more in Degrassi than he is in <gasps> My Name is Earl. Degrassi? He was on Degrassi wow. as Kevin Smith. Wow. And with Jason Mewes was also. You guys don't know what I'm talking about right now. Like well, the, I've the heard OG of the, all of these or things, but like Next Generation. I think Next Generation. He was a f- huge fan of the original, uh-huh. and then when they were remaking it, he wanted to do a thing. So he shows up at. He and Jason Mewes show up as, uh, like a director and actor to make a movie, and the movie in Degrassi is Jay and Silent Bob Go Canadian. Oh, yeah. So that's the movie on the show that doesn't really exist. Oh, fun. Yeah. Wow. So what you're saying is to 
Degrassi and My Name is Earl are in the same <laughs> That's league. what I'm hearing, I too. I mean, if you guys want to go that way, but I don't think that's enough. No, yeah. you might be right. And don't we know where My Name is Earl takes place? I don't know. I've never I actually have, it. like, <laughs> rarely seen it. <laughs> if, it's, if it's within, I'm going to say, four hours of New Jersey, I'll give it to you. I'll look it up right now. Okay. Four hours of New Jersey. Um, what else are we going to talk about before the break? It's a, it's only a couple minutes away. <laughs> do you, do you like Jay and Silent Bob? No. You don't like them? I don't like, I don't think I like Jay. No, I don't like Jay. Is it because of? Snoochie Boochie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because of Snoochie Boochie. But <laughs> I was going to say, is it because of his performance of Goodbye Horses? Um, honestly, I, <laughs> that's what made me maybe warm up to him a bit. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do like them. You do like them. And I, like, against my own will, I uh, find them very endearing. Okay. And I don't know why, really. Um, yeah. I can't, I guess I can't really say more as to why I don't. But they just don't, there's no, uh heartwarming thing there for me all right y'all i have not gone deep into this but it appears that my name is earl takes place in new jersey oh it's in the universe <laughs> wow okay so as, as per the dichotomy I it's it up. <laughs> jeremy do you like jay and silent bob um yes i don't like when they are the sort of whole movie mm. like jay and silent bob strike back it's fun because you get to see what all the other people are up to and if you've watched enough then it's like oh cool you know all yeah. this kind of stuff and whenever they are the focus it's super zany because they I don't know that they can really J- Jason Mewes cannot be the, the, the main character person. you know like he just it just doesn't work and Silent and Bob is not giving us Mr. Bean level uh, silent antics no he kind of certainly just, no he just kind of does a like ooh face mm-hmm. Like it's not a lot. Yeah, but it makes me laugh. And at this like, point, like even you just imitating it just now made me giggle. And at this point, you're basically waiting for the payoff of when he's going to talk. Right. Right. Like and that's the. I was. I didn't love it when he threw someone off the train in Dogma. He threw Ben and they Matt. were bad. They were bad guys. What are you yeah. About? Well, he threw them off, and then this guy was like, "Oh my god!" And then he was like, "They didn't have their ticket." Which, Hilarious. Which was nailed way better in. Uh, Harrison Ford nailed it way better in Indiana Jones. Mm. Yeah, where he throws him off the blimp. That's a real raffle moment. And that's this true. one, I was like, mm, I wish, I wish you could have hit it harder. I also don't like all the fat jokes about Silent Bob. I also was like, is Silent Bob fat? Yeah, like he's not even that fat. Well, uh, well, and now he's super thin because yeah. he had his huge heart attack and everything. Right. Ooh, so yeah, huge. Yeah, no, it was like uh, they, they call it the Widowmaker. Oh, oh my God! Yeah. Well, I think it's time now to listen to a word from our sponsors and Google heart attacks. Check your heart out. <laughs> Check your heart out, people. We'll be back with spoiler alert on ninety-one point three FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert with Sean Dunham, Sonia Stanger, and Jeremy Legui. We're going to be chatting more Kevin Smith films in a minute, but first we'll play a game lovingly called the game. I thought we had a flow. I wasn't. I, I we missed the flow. Okay. All right, you guys. I panicked. All right. For those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend 
really not that much time this week finding a title that these two have not seen related to our topic. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. Yeah. And then we move on with our day. All right, you guys. <sighs> Strap in. Because okay. it's, it's going to get wild in here. Okay. 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 This movie is directed by Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. I've heard of him. Yeah. This week's title is Tusk. Tusk. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Um, okay, can I go first? Please. Um, I believe that it is a um, a band film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're all on tour about Fleetwood Mac and the making of the <laughs> album Tusk. <laughs> but each of the characters are played by a, um, an ensemble of the Smithiverse. So, like, Jason Lee plays um, Fleetwood. I mean, Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. He plays Fleetwood Mac. And um, uh, Kevin Smith himself plays Stevie Nicks. I was and just about to say Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Jason Mewes plays Christine McVie. And oh, nice. It's all, that checks know. out, actually. Oof. Yeah, totally. Solid. So it's a period piece. It's well. a period piece. Yeah, it's mm. in the 80s. Everyone's doing rails of coke. Everyone's hair is high. <laughs> And, and so um, are they. And ever, and so are they. It's a it's around the moment where they told Stevie that if she did one more rail, her nose would fall off. <laughs> I Whoa. shouldn't have laughed. That's really dark and yeah, sad. Yeah, that's a little crazy. It's okay. She made it out. Yeah, <laughs> Sonia. Well, Sean and I love all the same things. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I think Tusk is actually an animated feature. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but featuring the entire ensemble cast of all of Kevin Smith's movies of course, of course. about a young walrus mm-hmm. who becomes fully obsessed with Fleetwood Mac oh. and the album Tusk <laughs> and decides to go to America from the Arctic where they live um, <laughs> to try and find Fleetwood Mac and go to a concert. The whole and time, cute. just does to go th- to a concert. That's really cute. Yeah. The, the whole time, does he think Fleetwood Mac is one actual dude? He's like, Where's <laughs> yeah. Fleetwood? Yeah, it actually, he thinks that Fleetwood Mac is um, Stevie Nicks. Hmm. Aww. Wow. Yeah. All right, you guys. Do they make out at the end? No. Oh. You were in no way close. Besides the mention of a walrus, oh. um, I am, I am nervous reading this, and I have a picture to show you guys. Ooh, and it's... I'm nervous now, too. Yeah, yeah. it's that. Visual aids. Uh, so it is a comi- comedy body horror film okay. in which Justin Long okay. plays a podcast host who goes to Winnipeg, and he is looking for a story, and something happens, and this guy kind of kidnaps him, where he slowly changes him... Into a walrus? Into a human walrus. Now, I am going to show you a picture of what Justin Long looks like oh, no. in this movie. Okay. Is this like Island is of Dr. Moreau? Like... Is this the end of the walrus? Yes. Like, the walrus yes. thing? Yes. But, like, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no! No! Um, Poor Justin. Uh, <laughs> Justice for Justin. <laughs> anyway, uh, this led to some of the stuff they learned led to uh, one of his next films which was called yoga hosers uh which is about uh zombies that are actually bratwursts what <laughs> yeah look it up it's that's it, the game was the game was tusk i couldn't pick which one anyway but uh yeah kevin, it's, kevin. It together. insane L- look up tusk. tusk if you dare wait the brats do yoga 
the bratwursts? No. no, they're zombies. <laughs> no. But they're also bratwursts. Uh, yeah. Is there yoga involved? Yeah, they're, they're, the two main characters, one is his daughter, and the other is another girl, and they do yoga and such, and uh, they are the are yoga they hosers. Yeah, it takes place mm-hmm. in Winnipeg, and they have to fend off these zombie sausages. Is Winnipeg the New Jersey of Canada? Maybe. Oh, I kind of thought we were a little, to be honest. Well, I was like, some of this stuff resonates. Not if Kevin Smith has anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't he shoot part of a movie here once? Probably, yeah. I think that, yeah. That's it. Does that sound real? Yeah, that happened. That sounds real. Yeah. Okay. Completely real. Kevin, let us know. Anyway, this week's game is brought to you by Kevin Smith. <laughs> And a weird walrus in a He's movie. He's paying for us three podcasters <laughs> to go to Winnipeg next weekend. I can't wait. And we will not be going to a second location. <laughs> but the first tusks. location's a man's basement. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have that song in my head so hard right now. Well, they'll be definitely in your head after yeah. that. <laughs> um, all right, let's get back into Kevin's move. Here we go. Um... It's hard to be a woman in Kevin Smith's universe. Unless you're God. Unless you're God. Or, what's her name? Well, that joke was going to be funny. (laughs) 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 Shannon Doherty. (gasps) Or Shannon Doherty, because then you just get to be in every single movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, but how well do you get treated in every movie? Well, that's just it, isn't it, Sean? I don't know. I think I really numbed myself to some of the misogyny a little bit you're just like well i'm getting so like avalanched on here yeah Mm -hmm. that i kind of just forgot i honestly did too and that's rare for me yeah but i could i just was yeah i just if if i had let any of it in it would have been too much i think (laughs) you know to keep your walls (laughs) just so bleak (laughs) (laughs) kept those walls of denial right up Mm. but yes you're right yes so Uh, yeah I don't know. It's just like the constant, like, eh, like I guess every woman is like somebody's making a joke about, um, about having sex with her, uh, and if not, then they're like, "Well, you're being a real <laughs> bee about it." Yeah, it's just so like, and it's like played for laughs, but it's so just like, I guess I just don't ever hang out with people that speak like that. And I'm like, God. Uh, I think they're crazy. I think it, it's a perspective thing again, mm-hmm. and I think he sort of captured the moment when he worked at that quick stop and has just ridden that mm-hmm. forever. And I, I assume he knows it's outdated, but I can't confirm that. Well, yeah, because something like Zach and Mary is much actually yeah. gives us quite a quite a nuanced look at a woman's like interior life and desires and hopes and like she also gets to be kind of a dirtbag in that movie, which yeah. is something that I always think is interesting so it's like okay he can like he can write a fully fleshed out female character he and, just in doesn't. That, and in that film there are like three or four right different it might even pass the bestial di- test different lady characters Becto. i know it's, that's how you say it. um no i wasn't gonna call you out because i pronounce it but, but the bestial test is different <laughs> <laughs> that's a cheesy <laughs> I, uh, it's not cheese it's like cream I, I know well and butter like I know white. but one would add cream like or, a white oh my god we gotta cheese? get off this. A, white, a white cream <laughs> um <laughs> you guys can we talk about dogma yeah <laughs> just because uh I saw it recently mm-hmm. again for the first time in a long time and I really enjoyed myself yeah it's good I, 
I wish I had rewatched. I watched it. I watch it pretty often, like once every two or three years, probably. It's so charming and weird, Mm -hmm. and also the like the you know the disparate actors that are in it. Mm -hmm. Like you've got um, Alan Rickman, uh, like being a real serious character, and then like George Carlin is like a Jewish like Catholic priest. And, like, Salma Hayek, like, doing, like, people that are, like, actually giving, like, real performances, Mm -hmm. and then just, like, right, like, Jason Mewes just being, like, eh, like, what's going on? I love that Jason Mewes impression. (laughs) Yeah. Eh, what's going on? Eh, Mr. Poochie. I always wonder if Dogma was where they were, like, oh, we'll make money with these movies, Mm. so we can just dump in... You know, whoever he wants. And so he would write a movie and be like, let's get Chris Rock in on this. And, you know, Ben and Matt owe me a favor, so we'll bring them in. And it just works for some reason. Plus, it's like, he's he's got the adventure down. Like, you know, people traveling across the land trying to accomplish some stupid goal. Like, he, he knows what he's doing there. Yeah. And I really liked the lead actress, who I've actually never even heard of before. I forget her name. Linda... Someone Hamilton. <laughs> it was Linda Hamilton <laughs> from she, Hamilton Beach. She just was like a very, like gave a very stoic performance. Her voice was so low and monotone, but I really liked it for her character um, as the Planned Parenthood like worker. Yeah, nurse. She like I don't even know. Um, yeah, she was also in Men in Black. Oh, um, the first. Yeah. Really. Yeah, she was the uh, the coroner. Oh, the coroner. Yeah, who then becomes a a woman in black, right? Yeah. Okay. But uh, that was a that was her rise and fall right there. One of those, she was a one-two punch. It looked like, as Dang. far as I can recall. But uh, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, Chris Rock popping in as this is to join this biblical misfits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like a poop monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was wild. It's true. I do also like the the whole it joke around Silent Bob being able to kill a demon because the priest blessed his golf clubs to see if he could get a better golf game. I like that's brilliant. That really shows you what he thinks of those organized uh, religions. Silent Bob saved the day several times. He, he always does. Um, what else did you guys watch this week? Well, besides Clerks 2, which we have talked extents. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Did you watch that? Mm -hmm. I did not. Did you? Okay. Also, um, alternate title for Clerks 2. This is what really what made me realize. I was like, oh, yeah, it's later than I imagined is they wanted to be like the passion of Jay and Silent Bob, like as a passion of the Christ joke. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then they were like, no. (laughs) When did that come out? Passion of the Christ? Yeah. Mm, like 2004-ish, probably. Oh, yeah. mm. well, that's only two years. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. What did you think of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Yeah. I mean, you're right that, like, those ones that focus on them are very zany. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they do kind of jump from, uh, you know, story to story where things don't matter as much. And that's also... what. Uh, why can I? Who's the name of the ranger? What's his name? The, the cop who's always after them the whole time. Oh, um, oh no. 
This is like the third time today this has happened to me yeah. where I'm like, oh, this thing that I know. Is it? Is it Will and Holly? Is that? Will and Holly. Will, yeah, it's yeah. something like Marshall that. Marshall Will and Holly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, anyway. But who plays him? It's Will Ferrell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just couldn't remember the character's name. I should have just said Will Ferrell and kept yeah. talking. Yeah, that would have been a lot clearer. But um, I, it's interesting that because that was early in his career, mm. right? So he also kind of came up from that. And watching it now, you know, you kind of expect him. He is funny, but you expect, like, his sort of brand. And it doesn't come through for me. Mm, you know, it's just like, it just doesn't happen. Yet, when Mark Hamill... Yeah. Comes on as Cockknocker, I it's it gets me every so single time. He went there. It's his name. He hit it. <laughs> it's got a capital C. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Also, how did they not get sued? Mark Hamill. For well, they probably had Mark Hamill's like blessing. Satire? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. They just did some. Well, well Star why Wars would they stuff. get sued? Because it li- they literally like rip off a scene from Star Wars in right. the movie that they're making. That's fine. It's it's, it's not close it's enough. Like, it's like okay. Yeah. He's got a giant fake hand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't really happen funny. in Star Wars. It's really good. <laughs> There's a lot of good cameos in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Eliza Dushku plays this like really mean, evil jewel thief, mm-hmm. and she's so good. Makes no sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, that whole storyline, like with so the mean? like <laughs> with the like mean jewel she, thief lady, she's just, is she's just bossy and then takes it too far. Yeah. Like that's yeah. Like you can't control well, she throws them under the bus. Right. But literally spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Wow. Basically. But yeah. the bus is jewels. <laughs> but uh <laughs> run over by jewels. But to touch back, like Oh yeah. Well, there are things that really have not aged well, i.e. all of George Carlin's performance mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where he teaches them how to get from place to place in America by getting, you know, hitchhiking and then Providing a service. Oh, do you know what? I must have seen this because that scene popped right into my head. (laughs) It was featured in the trailer, I believe, as well. And then Carrie Fisher. Yes. (laughs) And then he does a very dramatic, like, head disappearing below the window. He does, yes. With With Carrie Fisher. Oh. It's quite dangerous, actually, if you think about it. Oh, quite dangerous. (laughs) Like, that's not. Talk about distracted driving. Yeah. Roadhead, we we do not subscribe to on this podcast. (laughs) This is a dinner hour program. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Any any last thoughts on Mr. Smith's oeuvre? Um, He's got more movies coming out. I hope they're good. Me too. Yeah, Yeah. he he does keep working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he... he, Even after The Widowmaker. Yeah, he does. (laughs) And he almost, we should all be so lucky. He, he almost died. Sad. Yeah, he see, he claims that marijuana saved his life. What? Because what? it kept him calm enough long enough for them to prep him for surgery. Except he smoked up whilst he had a heart attack. It was, his doctor Science made him. check, though. Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson over here. Ingesting cannabis raises your heart rate. Oh, it's, it was just to keep him from freaking out. Oh. That was all, yeah. He just needed to to not, to you be know, a, like emotionally lose his mind. Chill. Yeah. Not like his heart rate slow yeah. down. Hmm. Wow. Anyway, I'll remember that. <laughs> Please I do. hope I never have to. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, should we move on to a what you're watching? What? Why don't we? What you're watching? What don't we? You guys have been watching a lot. We were just talking about all the great things popping up. We were. There's a lot of things to watch. There is. All right. I'm going to talk you to you go. guys about something sure. that came out recently that I was finally able to watch. And oh man, is it good! 
Uh-huh. Eddie Murphy is back in Dolomite is my name. And if you have not seen this movie, go rate me out and watch it. So, a bit of history here. Where can we find this? On Netflix? It's, it's on Netflix. It was made by oh, Netflix. Yeah, it. distributed on. They did the proper release just enough to have it Oscar worthy. Mm. So they just did exactly the little bit they had to, and now it's everywhere. And um, it is uh, around, it's, it's about the making of the movie Dolomite, which if you also have not seen, is now available for free on YouTube because oh. of the success of Eddie Murphy's film. Okay. Uh, it is a how do I word this? It is, it is a, well, it's not really a black exploitation. It's a movie made by a comedian who wanted to sort of spoof all of these, you know, movies about black people that were being made in the seventies, mm-hmm. and he made up this crazy character. And Dolomite is a horribly made film that is super funny, and they knew what they were doing the whole time. And Eddie Murphy's performance sort of captures what that whole thing was like. Super great. Eddie is back, and it works super well. It's super entertaining to watch, and it'll make you... It's just a big old... I don't know. I thought all the jokes were super funny, and there's so many great actors in it. Keegan-Michael Key does his, like, white voice the whole time. Oh, I love it. <laughs> like, it's just... It's great. It's great. Check it out. Okay. Approve. Fun. Mm-hmm. I approve of that. What about the other thing you've been watching? The other thing I've been watching is... Oh, yeah. ...not concluded yet. <gasps> Oh, so you want to wait? No, it's fine. I'll talk about it now. I really like it a lot. Uh, So on The Crave from the HBO, a person can watch the new Watchmen series that is out. And it is super good. Oh, yeah. Um, It follows the book, not the movie. Mm. And it's in 2019. So technology has developed. There are still a lot of things that had major effects, such as... uh, Richard Nixon never got impeached. They won the Vietnam War. Mm. Everyone has lithium cars. It's endless. But um, they're doing an amazing job at expanding the world, and all of the performances are absolutely crazy. It is a crazy, crazy world, and I just want to know more about it. Jeremy Irons knocking it out of the park once again. (sighs) Super good. I am interested. That will be my next project, watching project. (laughs) Your next watching project? Yeah. Love it. Um, what about you, Son? I have a couple as well. Um, one that I wanted to talk about last week, but I already had two things to talk about, mm-hmm. so I couldn't. No. Is a little Netflix reality show called Rhythm and Flow. Mm-hmm. Reality? And if you hadn't heard of it, I hadn't either, which I was kind of surprised because it, it seems like it'd be my bag. I love a good reality competition show. And it is a competition show hosted by... Cardi B, T.I., and Chance the Rapper to find a rap superstar in America. Did they find one? America's next rap superstar. (laughs) Um, They did. Spoiler alert. I won't say who it is. Um, But the whole first season is on there. They're apparently making another season, which I'm very excited about. Um, And boyfriend of the show and I were in Saskatoon two weekends ago. And we were just holed up in our little Airbnb and trying to find something just casual to watch on Netflix. And we decided to try the first episode of Rhythm and Flow. And then we ended up watching the whole season in that weekend. Oh, my God. Is, Is it like the MasterChef format? 
Uh, explain what you mean by that. <laughs> like, like, do they? Like, do they have to cook eggs? Like, is there? Yeah. <laughs> they get a do, basket full of words. Do they, do they all come? Do they all come together at the start of the episode and are issued a challenge that they then do, which weeds out half of them, and then the ones that are left over do a more intense challenge to find out who's removed that episode? No. Okay. <laughs> Short answer: No. Um, <laughs> Does one person leave every episode? No. Okay. It's more like Do they American <laughs> Idol. It's more like American Idol, where like the first almost probably two episodes, um, they're like in different cities mm-hmm. finding people for the show, and then um, they all go to Hollywood like the third episode, and then in, the competition begins, and like half of them leave like the first episode, and then more of them leave. So it's not just like one person per episode. There's mm-hmm. only ten, I think, episodes, but. We sort of expect it like, okay, it'll just be a straightforward like competition show, but it really got us, you guys. I we were in our feelings about it. And I will say, and he might get mad at me for saying this, the last episode made boyfriend of the show, Walker Outman, cry. Wow. And he's not a crier. And it was very touching to me to watch him cry at a rap rally show. <laughs> a rap rally? And also, as someone who, like, you know, has enjoyed hip-hop for many years, but wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur of it, it's really inspired me to learn more. And so, hmm. I'm really on a journey to educate myself on the history of, you know, the, basically a musical genre that has roots in the origin of all music. So... I have a lot of feelings about it. And also, Cardi B is so delightful. Like, she just is this effervescent presence. And then T.I. is very, like, he's very suave and kind of dad-like and very, like, imposing but smart. And then Chance the Rapper is just, like, really smart. Hmm. Says interesting things. Can 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 I butt into what you're watching for a moment to yeah. ask a, uh, a more earlier format question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you guys... So, I kind of have three sort of categories in my mind about all the stuff we talk about. One being story-based stuff, one being reality TV, and then the other sort of being documentary. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sort of my... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that... You guys enjoy the reality section much more than I do. Like, a, quite quite a bit more. Okay. Um, do you know why? I, I actually don't, mm-hmm. really. Don't enjoy or don't know why? I'm not a big reality TV person. But, or okay. like I would have said I wasn't for a long time. I know, but let's, 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 so let's hit this where, like RuPaul, I count in this category. Yeah. This, I would certainly count in this mm-hmm. category. You talked about that Japanese show. Like oh, yeah. that, I would fit in. Terrible. You've talked about, you've talked oh, about shoot, tons of things that f- totally fall into this for me. But. I think it, I find it very interesting like with an obvious knowledge that it's not actual reality Mm -hmm. although this show does feel a lot less produced than some shows which i thought was interesting um i don't know i honestly think Mm -hmm. it's partly like sociological and i find it very interesting to see people reacting in so-called real situations but also i'm just a garbage person who likes garbage things (laughs) oh god that was a a little little i also went through my like a lot of American Idol when I was in high school. I watched so much of it, and maybe that just like has bled into me. And thus, I was like, "Ooh, it brought." It makes me feel like it's going to be American Idol did, for rap. It is, but better. Did you guys watch Jersey Shore? Yep. No, I did not. Okay, that I did not. Interesting. It entertains me. Does did it, Kevin though? Smith uh, produce that? Yeah, he's a big part of it. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. He represents Jersey Shore. Anyway, what you guys been watching? I 
I watched two seasons of Killing Eve this week. Oh, yes. Because it is so good and it goes down so easy. I've only watched the one season so far, and I don't know how I feel about it. The second season really is kind of a turn. It's so good, you guys. It's It's just all all over the place without anyone really accomplishing much. I can't believe that that's your take. Yeah, I don't don't know. Everyone says it's so good, maybe it got too built up. Mm, I don't know. Um, It is... for people that don't know what it's about, um, it is about a female serial killer who's like an assassin, and then uh, an MI5 operative, Sandra mm-hmm. O, oh, who... A, a somewhat competent. Yeah, <laughs> who sometimes, a lot of the times, drops the ball. She becomes a little obsessed with her and fascinated by her and try, in trying to find her and then also just getting to trying to know her. Um, and is also fascinated by being a serial killer in general. Mm. And they have a crazy sort of cat and mouse where they both start knowing about each other. Um, the performances are amazing. Jodie Comer is, plays Villanelle, who's the, the villain, as her name suggests. Mm -hmm. And she is like actually doing so much because she does, she does accents and different like characters for all of her, um, during all of her jobs and she's also just really weird and silly as a character and also can get you to really feel for her but then also will do something extremely cruel every once in a while to be like oh yeah you're actually a a despicable psychopath yeah um because sometimes it's needed where i'm like you know what let her live and then she'll like and then she'll do something horrible i'm like oh yeah she's actually a danger to everyone um, and then also, yeah, Sandra O oh is the person trying to trap her, and she is also just very, very funny and weird, and also has like great moments of uh, like dramatic acting that just like come out of nowhere and knock oh, your socks yeah. off. And I just really suggest it. Oh, and the writer is Phoebe Waller Bridges, yep. who wrote Fleabag and is also now tapped to write the next James Bond. Oh, really? Which I think is going, like, from watching this, I feel like it will greatly improve the series. Oh, I agree. Do you know if it will be a Daniel Craig installment? It will be Daniel Craig. Okay. Because aren't they, like, they just finished one now. That's so there's gonna be another? probably the one. Oh, I see. I feel like that was the one, maybe. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, But also in this one, there's like he's not 007 anymore. Yeah, because isn't a woman of color 007? Yeah, he got stripped the of his. Yeah, I think the internet has told me that he got stripped of his <laughs> 007 status and given it to someone else. I haven't heard any of this. Yeah, you did. I thought we talked about this. Maybe I wasn't here. Maybe you were away. Mm. Yeah, the internet was real mad because I know they were mad. A but, woman of color was 007. But now he's like, I don't know, taken off the case or whatever. Good. <laughs> but. <laughs> 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 God, I love Sandra O. Oh. That's all I've been thinking about. Oh since yeah, since you said her name. Um. Anyway, I suggest it all. I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song Manituna for our theme song. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Thursdays at noon, and is available as a podcast on the CGHR, CJTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so give us a follow and have a good evening. Bye. See you next week. Bye.